2: To just be me.
1: Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor-Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a Minute Without Parent. Only in theaters May 17th.
2: Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them?
0: Welcome back to Behind the Bastards, hmm. the podcast where every week we read about a terrible person. And this one is part two of the story of Savitri Debbie. And most importantly, today is the episode recorded on the tail end of my recorder's battery. So we are fucking daredevils right now.
2: Wow. Okay. I like... I, Robert, you're edging.
0: Yeah. Th- this is the <laughs> is podcast equivalent of edging. Yes. Yes
2: this is edging yes,
0: this is what it means this i've is never what means. been
2: totally clear am, on what edging is but i think that this i is am it.
0: the first person to edge more than a hundred thousand people at the same time
2: wow okay that yeah. was a flex on many levels and i'm mm-hmm, just going to it was. plow through it mm-hmm, okay so that's
0: what edging's all about <laughs> that's
2: a, edging is just plowing through it wow mm-hmm. wait edging is when you're like I'm not gonna. It's when you
0: bring someone to, like, yeah, you go to like the edge of orgasm, but you you keep you keep you keep stopping, it. and then yes, you're like, yes, nah, that's the joke. No nah.
2: okay, yep. Yep. okay. Well, I brought up the joke originally, and now I'm explaining why I was corrected. Yes, so, which is what yes, all yes. great comedians do.
0: So, so in October of 1945, mm-hmm. Hitler's death still fresh on her mind, Savitri Devi took part in the festival of Kali at the Kaligat Temple in Calcutta. Now, Kali is the Hindu deity of destruction, a blue skinned goddess, and in traditional depictions, she wears a necklace of severed heads, a skirt made from severed arms, and wields just about every conceivable manner of ancient weapon uh, in her many arms. Metal. You see a lot of times. Yeah, it's really cool. Like some of the statues mm. of her are like fucking 20 feet tall. It's metal as hell. Um, yeah. So, as the goddess of destruction, Kali tends to inspire some pretty powerful feelings. As Savitri stared up at the image of her goddess, covered in gore and armed with massive swords the size of small cars, she begged Kali for her blessing, a blessing of violence and destruction against the allied powers who had destroyed her beloved Nazi Germany. She left the ceremony convinced that it was now her duty to do what she'd failed to do back in 1939. She had to finally travel to Germany and take part in the resistance to the Allies by any means necessary. She Ooh. left her 20 cats in the care of a friend and left her- <laughs> That's so mean to that friend. Oh uh, my God. And the cats. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So imagine being 20 cats friend. behind- this is a person who leaves her 20 cats behind and the care of a friend to go be a Nazi like a month or two after Hitler died, Like you months that, after Hitler dies. You get that yeah. text.
2: You're just like, hey, um... So, like, I have to go do a thing. Could you look after my cats indefinitely? Yeah. Right?
0: No, no. Could you look after my cats indefinitely? while I go to try to re- resurrect Nazism in 1940s Germany?
2: <laughs> Parentheses, there's 20 of the cats, by the way. Yeah. they here just by like, way, it gets worse and worse. <laughs> there's, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow i think that Uh, i mean of good
0: good stuff of all the
2: cruel and horrible things that this woman has done and i don't even know all of them yet this has to rank like top 10 this is bad
0: it's pretty bad she's a bad friend yeah she's not a great friend or person no um but she does finally reach the birthplace of hitlerism the center of the ideology she'd adopted for herself in 1948 Mm. she later wrote in her book gold in the furnace that the gods had ordained that I should have a glimpse of ruins, bitter irony of fate. Germany at that point was still largely destroyed and chopped up into four pieces by its victorious enemies. Savitri's writing about this time shows a wild ignorance about the extent of actual Nazi crimes because she's so horrified at how bad things are in Germany. She Mm -hmm. writes, One remembers, I say, that episode of the Second War as one beholds the ruins of all the German cities, the plight of men and women in the overcrowded areas still fit to live in, and all the misery, all the bitterness consequent of that devilish bombing. Streams of fire, tons of phosphorus relentlessly poured over his people for five years. These were England's thanks to Adolf Hitler for having shown mercy to her soldiers in his hour of victory. These were the thanks of the United States of America for his orders not to shoot the parachutists captured on German soil, which is like. Like, so she's she's framing the um the the British evacuations uh from the coast of France as like German mercy rather than incompetence on Hitler's behalf, which they actually were just rank incompetence on Hitler's behalf. No, kidding. she's also talking about the mercy of Germany and not killing captured uh, Allied uh, uh, paratroopers, which was illegal and in doing this she's ignoring for one example the Malmedy massacre in which a waffen ss troop massacred 84 american pow's with machine guns she's also ignoring the estimated 3.3 million russian pow's who died in german custody but if i wind up arguing actual history with a dead nazi we'll be here all day so we're just gonna move forward from that but fair 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 she whitewashes things a bit is the point yeah just a bit you (laughs) yeah a
2: bit just a bit a
0: skoosh just I mean, obviously, skoosh. it's going to be horrible seeing Germany after World War II, because like the the bombing campaign over Germany was one of the greatest crimes in history. That said, they kind of had it coming. <laughs> like... <laughs> Ooh, the takes are yeah. coming in hot tonight. I mean, fuck, man! If anyone has ever deserved that, it's fucking Nazi Germany. That's yeah, all I'm no, I mean they are, yeah. they are. they do yeah. present
2: themselves as a pretty clear yeah. target. Good yeah. Lord, yeah,
0: yeah. You can you can say the allies maybe the allies went overboard in some areas while also being like, but what were they supposed to do?
2: <laughs> like, I think a bit of an overreaction yeah. may have been yeah. like it's historically you're like okay, okay, yeah, you got to do something. about Yeah,
0: it. you know, I, uh, it, I it's it's something to not be happy about. But no. on of the list of historical crimes I'm going to be outraged at, it's lower than, for example, the ones committed by Nazi Germany. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, before visiting Germany, Savitri had hung out in Sweden, uh, where a number of Nazis had fled after the war. There she met Sven Hayden, a Nazi-supporting Ooh. explorer and author, and a number of former members of the Nazi party who were hiding out there because, you know it was a crime to be a nazi now hmm. she told them her mission was to deliver a message of hope to the german people now since nazism was a, a bit unpopular after the second world war okay. she wasn't to find any printers in sweden to actually print out this message of hope so instead savitri devi had to write out 500 leaflets by hand each featured a swastika Ooh. and these words quote Men and women of Germany, in the midst of unspeakable rigors and suffering, hold fast to our glorious national socialist faith and resist. Defy the people, defy the powers which work to denazify the German nation and the whole world. Mm. Nothing can destroy what is built on truth. We are pure gold which can be tested in the furnace. The furnace may glow and crackle. Nothing can destroy us. One day we will rebel and triumph again. Hope and wait. Heil Hitler. Yes. She writes 500 of these by hand and wearing a sari and swastika earrings. Savitri Devi takes a train across Germany and tosses out hundred of leaflets um, Mm -hmm. over the course of about 15 hours. Attached to each was a gift a small amount of coffee sugar butter sardines or cigarettes she considered this journey to be an act of religious devotion describing the leaflets as written and thrown by the gods through me as her train oh. crossed from germany into belgium she sang a hindu hymn to shiva so
2: i mean she is a lot on of brand. commitment a lot of commitment yeah. is going into this
0: yes yes
2: and that is all you can say
0: yeah that is yeah now, so she gets inspired by the success of her first visit, and she plans two more trips through Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, she spent a little bit of time resting in London and meeting up with fascists in London. Uh, and because of all the fascists that are in London, she's able to actually find a printer to print up 6,000 additional leaflets to take to Germany. Okay. Using a connection to an old friend in France, she secured a military permit to visit Germany for a longer period of time, claiming, not falsely, that she intended to write a book about the nation's post-war trials. Okay. Her second trip into Germany lasted three months and she successfully handed out all 6,000 leaflets she also met with a number of old Nazis none of them, none of them were very high ranking these were like third rate Nazis uh, oh, some of them were battered cares? former POWs And some of these POWs did have legitimate stories of of allied brutality that they'd faced in captivity. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, you know, it was a war. Um, She interviewed numerous German citizens, uh, introducing herself at the start as a committed Nazi to gain their trust. Savitri would then talk about her belief that Adolf Hitler was still alive somewhere in the world and assure these defeated Nazis that surely (laughs) they were only two or three years away from a revival of Nazism in Germany.
2: Imagine if Hitler was your Tupac. Like, that is such a wild that's like hitler's exactly literally it. her tupac she's yeah. like no he's on an island somewhere you don't understand yeah this is all he's gonna part drop of
0: a an amazing plan. album yeah
2: he's got that, an you've, album you really
0: yeah you've don't got be fooled by predicted the, hologram. the rest of this
2: the hologram's a decoy yeah. oh yeah it that's is bleak i mean i think we can i mean that said we both agree that the, the hologram is a decoy
0: oh no the hol- hologram is absolutely a decoy yeah, yeah. it's a decoy. okay now uh Just sure. one of these conversations um, that Savitri had with the former Wehrmacht soldier is worth me reading out here. And I'm going to quote again from the book, Hitler's Priestess, quote, <laughs> Continuing his narrative to post-war conditions in occupied Germany, the old fighter's face darkened. Nice people to talk about freedom and justice, these damned Democrats. They have tied us hand and foot so we cannot move. They have muzzled us so we can offer no resistance while they plunder our country left and right, dismantle and carry off our factories piece by piece, cut down our forests, take our oil, our iron, our steel, all that we have, and into the bargain make people believe that we were to blame for the war, these confounded liars. He lusted for revenge. He longed for the day when the last allies ran for their lives to escape Germany when Paris would lay in ruins at its next German occupation. Next time he would show neither mercy nor good humor. Savitri Devi felt a sense of mounting excitement as his mood became ever uglier and he began to describe in a raised voice how he would kill his enemies. This was the spirit she sought, the rolling eyes of a wounded animal, a war god of the Stone Age, thirsting for blood, barbaric magnificence. It was a perfect meeting of minds, the violent, resentful German and the Aryan prophetess of revenge. The day of reckoning seemed already nearer.
2: So. Okay. Uh, <laughs>
0: she is a fun trip to Germany.
2: I mean, yeah. I, you know, I she had me at the beginning with the, you know, feeling plundered and betrayed by the Democratic Party. Sure. Yes. That's a strong She was not star. talking
0: about the Democratic Party, though.
2: I know. I know. I just... They're... Oh. Rob, Robert.
0: I was away from the mic at that point. What else can I do?
2: I can confirm you were not away from the mic as i think (laughs) everyone will agree you were right up on this is revisionist this is absurd
0: this is savitri Devi levels of revisionist from you You are the Savitri <laughs> Debbie of this podcast. Of this,
2: <gasps> That's so mean. At least make me the Elizabeth Holmes of this podcast. Jeez. You have
0: not earned that yet, Jamie.
2: Make me a fun one. <laughs> make me a make fun, me a fun ba- one? Make me a fun, bastard. Come on. Make me a fun, tragic one with a ponytail. At least.
0: Yeah, there's nothing tragic about Savitri. No. Um... So she returned to France in December of 1948 and immediately began to write a book, Gold in the Furnace, about her experiences and her growing conception of Hitlerism as something beyond what the old national socialists had really believed. Hmm. In February of 1949, three chapters into her book, Savitri Devi was arrested by French authorities. She spent a total of six months. Yeah, because, you know, it's illegal to be a Nazi for good reason.
2: (laughs) I'm like, wait, hold on, unpack that. Yes, I understand. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, uh, she spent a total of six months in pretrial detention and then prison uh, after her conviction for spreading Nazi propaganda. The time behind bars was good for Savitri, as it historically often is for Nazis who fancy themselves writers. Uh, Like her idol Adolf Hitler, she used her prison time as an excuse to finish her first book. Just uses it as like
2: a sabbatical, as one would a mm -hmm. sabbatical, yeah.
0: It's an old Nazi story. Uh, Uh, She also took the opportunity to meet even more old Nazis. A lot of National Socialists were still imprisoned by the British Occupation Forces, Mm -hmm. and these old fighters were all too happy to talk with Savitri Devi. Her dearest friend in the prison was a former wardress from the Bergen-Belsen concentration camp, a, quote, beautiful-looking woman, a blonde of about my age, in Devi's words. Uh, She claimed that this war criminal had the classical beauty of a chieftain's wife in ancient Germany. And again, this was a woman who worked at a concentration camp voluntarily. Yeah, the Um, language
2: is so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And Savitri
0: writes about, like, how cruel this woman's imprisonment was and how nice the concentration camps was. Like, she's trash. She's she's trash. She's, oh, yeah. she's
2: absolute trash. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm not going to, like, spend a lot of time debunking her shit. Like, she's garbage.
2: Yeah. And it's crazy. I mean, it's like she is the yeah. one that ha- that is, like, providing all of this information, too. She is the source.
0: It, it Yeah. She is the source. And, again, I can't say it enough. She never had the chutzpah to actually go to nazi germany while it existed i think because number one she would have been disappointed because like none of this this weird religious shit she attached to it was an actual part of nazism in nazi germany Mm. um like she would have like she would have been like a a a, just like she might have gotten knocked up by some nazi like at the orders of heinrich himmler but she wouldn't have um She wouldn't have been anything special in Nazi Germany. The odds are good. Like, maybe they would have tried to use her to, like, propagandize because she knew a bunch of languages. I don't know. They might have, like, had her try to reach out to India. But probably she would have just been another person. I don't know. I think that's an interesting aspect of it that isn't emphasized enough. She just wasn't willing to actually go to Nazi Germany. This place she claimed ruled. Yeah. Ugh. Cool. Cool. So. Well. In late 1949, Savitri Devi was again a free woman, and she published her first book to widespread acclaim from the international Nazi community. From this point on, Devi became a prolific author, writing up every significant event in her life through a mixture of supposedly nonfiction works as well as fanciful tales. For example, she retold the story of her first trip back to Europe in the children's fable, Long Whiskers and the Two-Legged Goddess, (laughs) whose heroine is a cat-loving Nazi named Heliodora.
2: No, that can't be real.
0: <laughs> yeah that yeah it's a real, real book yeah that
2: sounds like random yeah. words selected from a oh uh, well
0: it all makes sense like the, the heliodore is yeah. clearly a self-insert character well, based uh, on everything we know cats. about her helio Savitri Devi's obsessed with sun gods and goddesses like oh, it's all god yeah.
2: how embarrassing and, for her
0: What's embarrassing is that Savitri writes that her self-insert fantasy character has, quote, no human feelings in the ordinary sense of the word. She had been, from her very childhood, much too profoundly shocked at the behavior of man towards animals to have any sympathy for people suffering on account of their being Jews. Okay. The Holocaust isn't bad. Have you seen what happened to cats when I was a kid? But
2: here's the thing. Quite a take. The cat. Quite a take. That is a wild t- take to be like, you know yeah. how we resolve uh, like <laughs> violence towards cats also cause violence towards people.
0: Yeah. Surely it'll The happen. Holocaust is cool because cats have been mistreated. Is is Beatrice <laughs> right. logic? watching? Yeah. She just like goes to a
2: whole other place. She's like, did you know? Like d- when you're having like when you're having an argument with someone who doesn't want to have a good faith argument with you, yeah. And you're just like, well, what about this? And they're like, well, what about cats in France? What about that, huh? And you're like, I don't. Uh, mm, I've I been don't, stunned like a Pokemon. Yeah, it's
0: amazing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Over the next
0: few years, Savitri wrote and conversed with increasingly aged Nazis and gradually refined her theories about the world until in 1958, she published what would prove to be her magnum opus, The Lightning in the Sun. In this work, the ideas Savitri had been rattling around in her head all finally came together. Hitler, she concluded, was a man against time, fighting to uphold Aryan virtues and blood against the corruption of modernity. Mm. She placed him at the center of her own trinity, one that replaced the decadent Christian one she'd grown up despising. And her trinity, I dare you to make less sense than the trinity she picks.
2: They're okay, yeah. No. Who, do you
0: think, who, do you who do you think's first? Hitler. Well, no. Hitler's the the most important, but he's not the first.
2: Oh, he's not the first. What? No,
0: it goes in order of it goes in order of like time period. So these oh. are all historical oh. figures.
2: First one is definitely uh, someone ancient Greek.
0: No, ancient Egyptian Akhenaten, uh, the okay. first monotheist. Uh, he's generally called. He was like this this pharaoh who declared himself the sun God and like tried to institute monotheism and then he died and everything he did was burned by the people who came after him. Cause they thought he was an asshole. Okay. Um, and it's weird because she like hates monotheism so much, but he's like one of the people she loves. I think just because he's the sun God and she's got a weird I was thing. Say, about she, sun gods. She'll
2: make an exception. Yeah. She'll give any sun God a pass. Basically.
0: It's, it's fucking weird. Um, second in her Holy Trinity is Genghis Khan. <laughs> what? <laughs> does she give like and here's why why um it it won't it wouldn't make sense i mean basically the why (laughs) is that he's history's greatest conqueror he's a great conqueror and he's not christian or jewish or anything you know okay um i yeah so, Akhenaten is the sun, and the Khan is the lightning. And Hitler, she believes, combines the best attributes of both the Pharaoh's wisdom with the strategic mind of Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Genghis Khan succeeded in invading Russia during the winter so So, I don't know where you're um, coming from Sevitri any
2: questions (laughs) this woman is okay okay. one of these two knew
0: how to invade Russia and it was not Hitler
2: (laughs) (laughs) and then is the third one Hitler or is there
0: yeah, the third is Hitler. Because he combines Hitler. the best parts of Akhenaten. And
2: this <laughs> sounds like a Kankis. terrible cartoon. She's fucking. I would fucking not
0: watch this cartoon. Wild. Yeah, it's so dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. There's probably a couple of reasons for her obsession with Akhenaten. For one thing, Akhenaten was deeply revered by the Theosophical Society, which you will remember from our uh, our episodes on Anthroposophy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Theosophical Society held a lot of ties also to the Tula Society and all the other weird little occult groups who'd supported the Nazis early on. Uh, Akhenaten had been a utopian thinker who'd tried and failed to establish a perfect city. Hmm. Uh, Goodrich Clark, uh, Savitri's biographer, writes that she saw his sun-worshipping cult as Quote rejection of all politics that promotes man's interest at a cost to the beauty and abundance of nature, which is just invented by her. Like, she's, yeah, yeah,
2: I feel like maybe yeah. she's she's like me and Jack Skellington. She's just kind of there for the aesthetic and maybe doesn't fully yes. understand what she is she all is about. Talking the aesthetic. About. Yeah.
0: Okay, a- a- Akhenaten uh, is relatable. her Jack Skellington.
2: Yeah, yeah, that is okay. Okay, now I'm yeah. now I'm like I understand now, this mindset. <laughs>
0: If this holy trinity doesn't work for you, consider mm-hmm. embracing the holy trinity of the products and services that Pro- support this show.
2: Products, services, and God? What's the third one? Each,
0: each is one and a half of the trinity. That's how good both products and services are.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. They add up to three.
2: Products.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's so many rewards to discover, rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums, delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches, unique playing pieces, and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play.
2: Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, the Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper.
0: It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us
1: Thought they were going to kill me. So I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to cold blooded the Apollo Jim murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: We're back. Huh. So, um, God, there's so much to get through with this, this woman's fucking stupid, stupid fucking beliefs, but they're very important to us. <laughs> <That's- laughs>
2: They're stupid, and yeah. they're also kind of they're scattered. They're so
0: dumb and complicated. They're kind they're of They're so scattered. dumb and complicated. You get a feeling yeah,
2: that they she went through a lot of phases. She's a phases. They gal.
0: all make sense. She's I'll a phases say that, phases like
2: gal. Mm-hmm.
0: They don't make sense of the fact that they're true, but like based on her history and like the things that she imbibes, they all makes. I can see what why she came to these conclusions, but they're super dumb.
2: They're really dumb. so. The
0: core of her Nazism is a love of nature, which was a big part of actual original Nazism too. They were very mm-hmm. into like like uh, natural life and shit, and like taking care of the land and animal welfare. Um... And some of her early books that she wrote when the Nazis were in power, but before she was explicitly a Nazi, like The Impeachment of Man, um, Mm -hmm. don't explicitly reference Nazism. And these books, like The Impeachment of Man, is still kind of popular among chunks of the New Age and environmentalist movements today. Savitri Devi's passionate writing on animal rights is actually one of the many little roads that exist between the Green Movement and the Neo-Nazi Movement. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really fucked up. Um, Devi herself famously railed against the the Allied forces purging Germany of its fascist organization, saying that, quote, you cannot denazify nature. Um, she believed that nature was fundamentally nationalist, national socialist. That, um, and yeah,
2: that's a that's a bad take.
0: I, I'm going to read a quote from that the impeachment of man tick. now. And, and I want to remind you, there are people who are like environmentalists who are not Nazis who read this book today and don't really realize what's going on. Oh, okay. Quote, a civilization that makes a, a, such a ridiculous fuss about alleged war crimes, acts of violence against the actual or potential enemies of one's cause, and tolerates slaughterhouses and vivisection laboratories, and circuses in the fur industry, infliction and pain upon creatures that can never be for or against any cause, does not deserve to live. Out with it. Bless the day it will destroy itself, so that a healthy, hard, frank, and brave, nature-loving and truth-loving elite of supermen with a life-centered faith, a natural human aristocracy, is beautiful on its own, higher level as the four- Legged kings of the jungle might again rise and rule upon its remains forever. So, hmm. again, you see how because of the kind of stuff she's written, she's there's this there's these bridges. She's a big part of why there's bridges between the eco movement and the Nazi movement. And there very much are. On like the hard right. edge of the of the of the eco movement, of the anti-climate change movement, there are Nazis and left-wing activists who kind of increasingly seem like Nazis in a lot yeah. of cases. Which is not to say that like even supporting radical environmental action makes you a Nazi. It's to say that like part of the what Savitri achieved is building inroads between these right. little groups and the Nazi movement. So now more there's a lot of people that get into nazism through environmentalism and Savitri Devi's a part of that mm-hmm. um and that's kind of the story we're telling today so
2: nazism really knows how to ruin a good thing
0: it it wasn't as good at it before Savitri Devi it's always been a ruiner but she really took it to new levels oh
2: good as long as um, she elevated how bad it was yeah <laughs> yeah
0: so the Lightning in the Sun, her opus, posits a cyclical view of history. Mm-hmm. Uh, she believed that time began with a golden age in which it was dominated by the perfect era, Like a sun and god this, age? Like a sun god <gasps> age, oh, yeah. God. And this degraded slowly into a silver age and then a bronze age. And both of these worse ages featured increased racial mixing uh, that weakened the Aryans. They also featured pernicious Jewish influence. The next age is the Kali Yuga or Dark Age, which Savitri believed the world had already entered into. She also called this Dark Age the Reign of the Jew. No. No. Yeah, the only way out of this Dark Age was for the man against time, Hitler, to gather up the terrible weapons of the Dark Age and use them to bring about the return of the Golden Age, presumably through genocidal purging of non-Aryans and the establishment of a strict racial hierarchy. Uh Uh-huh. Her book was dedicated, quote, to the Ooh. godlike individual of our times, the man against time, the Ooh. greatest european of all times, both sun and lightning, S- say Adolf Hitler, A-Nar-Hing-ee. as a tribute, yeah, uh. as a tribute of unfailing loyalty and love forever and ever. So God,
2: you know, there's been yeah. a lot said about fan culture. I don't agree with all of it, but you know, this is a real argument against fan culture.
0: This is the worst fan culture has ever gone. I this feel is comfortable bad. saying bad.
2: This is this, this is th- this is this bad. is the
0: worst it can go. This yeah. is bad
2: stand culture. It's bad, bad, bad. There and and even the way that she um, writes and structures yeah. these things, it kind of you can yeah. hear that like interest in like ancient history in there because it just sounds like she's mm-hmm. kind of connecting these lines that don't actually exist to make it sound like. To I mean, kind of like the way she like. Arguably, maybe lifted some of her own like self-mythologizing from yeah, Mein Kampf. Yeah. Of, like she's just like putting something she wants to say into a familiar framework.
0: Yeah, it's called syncretism. Well, it, th- th- this is part of syncretism. Is like taking these other things that you like and sticking it onto this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like the main thing she goes down in history for for doing to Nazism. Yeah. Now. I have I have a lot of debates with myself putting this together about how much detail to get into about Savitri's theories. There's a really okay. dark very vile world of esoteric Hitlerist fantasy based in large part off of her writing. And this shit is dangerous. Um, It spreads a kind of ideological infection that grabs impressionable children primarily Mm -hmm. in a vice like grip and turns them into something very dangerous. And a lot of people have died from this and I am not going to, if you're very knowledgeable about this, you will notice there is a lot of things I'm leaving out just because like this is enough to understand it. And I don't want to just like be spreading weird Nazi propaganda to an audience. Um, of,
2: as you said, yeah, 100,000 yeah. people. The um, Robert, that is the most merciful thing you've ever done on this entire podcast.
0: Yeah, it's just too dangerous, in my opinion.
2: That's good. That's, so, yeah, I agree. And I don't even yeah, know what it is.
0: It's fucking weird, stupid shit. But yeah. The last thing that's really important to understand about Savitri Devi's beliefs is that she decided Hitler was what she called... Well, she was not the only person... Other people had the same idea, but she's one of the more prominent ones. The Mm -hmm. Kali Yuga, the 10th incarnation of Vishnu. Um and she used several segments from August Kubazek's ill-advised book, The Young Hitler I Knew. Kubizek was Hitler's friend when they were like teenagers. Like an HBO series. Um, he wrote a terrible book. It's valuable because it's the only insight we have hit Hitler at that period. But he clearly like, wrote it to make money. Is yeah. it like
2: my friend Dahmer? Is it like that? Yes, it's, <laughs> it's like, like the that same vibe, vibe of, of like this horrible person. Yeah. I knew him.
0: You're like, We were buddies. Great,
2: cool. Yeah,
0: but you also get the feeling that Kubizek didn't really think he was horrible until he... Like he was writing it initially to be an, a biography that was published under the Nazi regime as like a pro Hitler piece of propaganda, oh, and so then they worse lost the war, it. and yeah. then he just kind of rewrote it so that it could be like, well, now I'm just, I guess I'm just going to explain my evil friend to the allies. That is so <laughs> fucking sinister. Oh my uh, god. I mean, there are people. Chill. There's a lot of debates to have about Kubizek, but most historians will agree. Well, you have to read Kubizek. You have to take him with like a lot of salt. And yeah, he's trying to Sinitri sell books. Devi takes him with no salt at all, and she pulls oh, several passages from his book as like evidence that Hitler was the Kali Yuga and was like channeling fucking Vishnu. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I, oh, yeah, this, it's this it woman does bizarre. not understand
2: Shades of Gray even remotely. No, <laughs> she's just no. Such, no. Uh, okay. okay, She
0: would have written Shades of Gray though if she, she had been around. I wish she, she had.
2: She, and she, and, like if, if that, I, again. That's the a
0: better world. Yeah. As
2: with literally every single person you've ever told me about yeah. on this cursed show, Robert, everything would have been better off if people had just channeled their horny energy into fan fiction instead of brutal yep. hate and murder
0: every yep. single
2: mm-hmm. time
0: masturbating to fan fiction is the only thing that will save us from the next it, hitler
2: it will I, I, absolutely yeah. and 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 that's yeah. where the kylo ren stands come in
0: if you know an angry person <laughs> who spends too much time writing fan fiction for under no circumstances stop them the lives you encourage that will be that saved. Behavior.
2: yeah the <laughs> right. lives that will be saved Keep them doing it. of <laughs> yeah. relo fanfic i can't even begin yeah. to tell you Yeah. It's good. Okay. So this is horrible. Okay. Horrible. Back to what you were saying. That was uh, horrible.
0: So she like reads Kubizek and she becomes convinced that a couple chunks of that book are evidence that Hitler is channeling Vishnu is the Mm. avatar of Vishnu. Um, yeah, sci-fi. So yeah, there's like there are these moments in the book where like Hitler will like that, that Kubizek writes very like purple prosy where Mm -hmm. Hitler will like suddenly like in the middle of a conversation like make some sort of like grand statement about the future and it's like maybe it's true because he was Hitler like it wouldn't be the weirdest thing if Hitler had always been that guy right sure Um, but also Kubizek wrote this well after Hitler you know was done with and it's entirely possible he was like people are going to expect him to make grand speeches that are like dark and crazy about the future Mm because he was Hitler and he threw them in there because that's what people were like we don't know Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, decades later, uh, Savitri Devi would claim that her initial inspiration for the idea that Hitler was the Kali Yuga had come from a conversation she'd had in 1936 with Satyananda Swami, the founder and head of the Hindu mission where she'd worked. She claims that Satyananda used to say, and I'm quoting directly from her writing here, Adolf Hitler is the reincarnation of the god Vishnu. Vishnu is the aspect of the Hindu trinity who goes to keep things from rushing to destruction to keep them back, to go against time. Time is destruction. You have to destroy in order to create again. But there are forces that try to postpone destruction. And he said Hitler was the reincarnation of that force. And he was. He was. But it's a nice thing to hear, a very refreshing thing to hear from a Hindu sage. I told him, I came here because I'm really a pagan, a worshiper of the sun, and I believe in the pagan reaction of Emperor Julian. And I came to India to get, if possible, a sort of tropical equivalent of what we have had in Europe before Christianity. And I am not a disciple of any Indian. I'm a disciple of Adolf Hitler. He said, good good Adolf Hitler he's as much a Hindu as any of our Hindus he's an incarnation of the god Vishnu probably never happened but might have
2: I mean that's a very articulate yeah
0: it is but one of the things that Hindu scholars who again are generally very critical of a lot of all of these claims of Savitri's will point out some like one of the kind of downsides of sort of this very open aspect of, of Hindu mythology where it kind of abse- accepts new things and new gods and other religions. And like, it's a very open canonically in a lot of ways. And so there were a lot of Indians who would have, who very well might've been like, Oh, okay. You worship Hitler. Sure. He's probably like this, like, because like, they're just looking at a way to understand through their religion, this sure. thing that matters to you. Like, it, yeah. Again, who knows? Um, you'll get different opinions on this, depending Mm -hmm. on who you go to. Um, So, yeah... We don't know what's true. What is important is that after Savitri Devi starts writing about all this shit, a lot of Nazis come to believe it. In fact, the reeling and wounded remaining Nazis of the West um, felt like Savitri's occult musings were basically a breath of fresh air. And she spent her middle and later years traveling around and meeting fascists all over the world. In 1961, she made her first direct connection with the English neo-Nazis of the British National Party, or BNP. Mm. As the war years receded further and further away, an international agglomeration of fascist-inclined folks began to link up and plan together for a resurgence of Nazism. Savitri Devi was at the center of it, as this paragraph from Hitler's priestess illustrates. Quote, she lost no time in contacting Andrew Fontaine, the president of the BNP. A spring camp attended by 20 delegates from European nationalist groups was held on Fontaine's estate at Narford, at Narford Norfolk, in May of 1961. Those present included Robert Lyon, a young leader in the American National States Rights Party, which violently opposed to segregation in the South, representatives from German neo-Nazi groups, and Savitri Devi. Another key figure was ex-SS Lieutenant Friedrich Borth. Born in 1928, this blue-eyed, blonde Austrian Nazi had served in the Luftwaffe and the Waffen-SS. As a teenage officer, he had commanded an assault group and won the Iron Cross. After serving a three-year jail sentence in post-war Vienna, he published an SS veteran magazine, Das Kamerad, which was swiftly suppressed by the Soviet authorities thereafter he was connected with numerous extreme right-wing groups and attended the most international fascist gatherings he led the boom Heimertur Jugend until its banning in 1959 and then brand the Legion Europa the Austrian section of uh, Theorarts Gion uh, Europe another international grouping inspired by the French OAS in Algeria and Belgian Rancor over the loss of the Congo after a busy schedule of lectures at Narford the participants celebrated their Nordic racial identity with folkish songs and tankards of traditional ale around the camp fire so you see what's happening here mm-hmm. Savitri Devi gets pulled into not just neo-nazi groups and not just old nazis she's meeting with the american states rights party she's right. meeting with like these belgians who are angry that they've lost control of the congo and she's meeting with all these old neo-nazis and the british national party and stuff um, would,
2: would you say at this point she is out of her depth in terms of i can't believe you did that no no
0: i did no, no, no. I think oh, she's... Oh, you're saying you didn't blow your nose on the on mic, but which you did. No, no, okay. no. She's not out of her depth at all. Okay. Um, she is... What she is doing is helping to draw... She's not the only force doing this, but she's helping to draw these groups together by providing the early like these are all separate groups like the cause of desegregation like a lot of racists who don't want America desegregated fought against the Nazis mm-hmm. she is a part of all these different like r- very far right groups including Nazis coming together and in a lot of cases starting to embrace these weird this weird Nazi religion she's um, she's invented as something to unify all of them yeah. that's what starts to happen in this period and that's what's really unique about this period mm-hmm. is like these are all groups like the Belgian like pro Congolese control of like the Belgium, like the Belgians weren't pro Nazi, but like right. these Belgians start to get pro Nazi now. Cause like they realize there's like this white identity thing, but also this, This weird religion that is more attractive to them than actual national socialism would have been.
2: It's interesting. I mean, it it seems like part of her effectiveness lies in like having so many little bits of things for people to latch on to so that even if you don't agree with the larger ideology, there's a worm on a hook that'll get you in.
0: That's called syncretism. Uh, that's what syncretism really is, is like all these different things kind of, it's like a catamari of ideology with like mm-hmm. Nazism at the core, but all these things sticking to it and these things get other people stuck to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, that's what we start to see happening in the early 1960s. Um, in 1962, Savitri was in England again for a gathering of worldwide Nazis that included Bastard Pod main character, Ooh. George Lincoln Rockwell. Oh!
2: I know this name. Yeah, I the know the founder of the name. American
0: Nazi Party. This is how party, you know it's really bad. George. That's, yeah, like, any GLR is out, in now. things
2: are yeah. about to get way <laughs> yeah. worse. Yeah. Not
0: great. Okay. Uh, Savitri Devi was one of the signatories for the World Union of National Socialists, a mm-hmm. proposed organization to form a, quote, combat-efficient international apparatus to facilitate a return to Nazi values and the extermination of non-whites from Western nations.
2: Mm.
0: Now... Ones wound up being a bust for several reasons, including the fact that Rockwell was almost immediately kicked out of the United Kingdom. Uh, But he and Savitri developed a friendly relationship the leader of the American Nazi Party had been on the lookout for a new American fascist religion, something esoteric and enchanting that he could use to draw in new members in a way that National Socialist political theory and unvarnished racism just did not. And he must have thought The Lightning in the Sun had some potential, for he published an abridged version of the book in the National Socialist World magazine.
2: The Lightning in the Sun... made it it over to the U.S. The Lightning in the Sun, it should be said, could be a YA book that like is out right now
0: i it might be to be entirely honest and that ya book might actually be nazi propaganda hidden as young adult fiction which
2: oh you can't put it past yeah yeah no
0: no no much like for example the band ace of base
2: wait what
0: yeah ace of base were nazis did you not hear that no. Oh, Adam Todd Brown wrote a great article about this for Cracked. The base of Aces was a Nazi submarine base. If you watch <gasps> the music video for uh, All That She Wants Is Another Baby, the woman who just wants another baby to get on welfare is like holding a Star of David the entire time, and there's all these long lingering shots of it. There's a bunch of other stuff. The sign that they saw is clearly a swastika. If you listen to the lyrics, it's fucked up. Um, wow. <laughs> but we have to blaze past that right now.
2: <laughs> I found I found a book called Lightning on the Sun.
0: That's it's a, pretty but, close. It's about that's about a probably named, Nazi shit.
2: It's about a guy named Glenn Schmittler. who owns a store. <laughs> yeah, Glenn Schmittler. All right, all right. Who, yeah, uh, might be who,
0: Nazi. A moon god. Yep, that's some Nazi shit. There it is. Or anti-Nazi since Savitri was all about the sun god. It could be either, really.
2: Hmm, well... So,
0: Savitri Devi would go on to spend the bulk of her remaining years in India, traveling irregularly when the demands of her National Socialist beliefs took her around the world. She remained convinced all her life that Hitler would return, either in a new incarnation or after revealing that he had somehow survived the war and lead a resurgent Nazism to global victory. She retired in 1970, living for a time at the home of her friend, Francois Dior, in England. That's the Dior you're thinking of. Really? Yeah, it's well, it's the it's like the daughter, I think, of the woman who created the line. Yeah, maybe Wh- granddaughter.
2: Oh, good. She was a
0: big Nazi backer before the war. Yeah.
2: Wow. Okay. Learning now, more. I love fashion Sa- knowledge.
0: Savitri Devi was kicked out of Dior's house eventually for her twin habits of refusing to bathe ever and chewing on garlic constantly.
2: Can so- we
1: <laughs> disgusting? Come on, girl. Uh- <laughs>
0: okay that's what gets the she's reaction the sophie uh, she's terrible uh, she is so
2: i was chewing on yeah. garlic a lot over the summer it helps preserve your voice i don't think that's why she was doing it, it does though. uh she yeah uh, uh, but do you we, have to
0: bathe while chewing on garlic do, yeah. we,
2: do we know uh what happened to her cat's Oh, solid question, Jamie.
0: Well, she had numerous pet cats.
2: What happened to those 20 cats that she she, left to go to Nazi Germany with?
0: I was just about to say, she spent most of her remaining years living alone in India with dozens sometimes of pet cats and at least one cobra. Um, She always had a fuckload of cats. Yeah. Yeah. This woman couldn't get away from her cats uh, but the cats one thing like, about her that wasn't awful you would dollful. think
2: that cats live long enough that the original 20 cats yeah. she left behind would still be alive but then I, I think guess a, I
0: think a lot of them were I think a lot of them were oh she she was taking them with I I don't know precisely but my assumption based on everything I know of Savitri Devi is that she would have absolutely tried to get back her original cats if it was possible she was very into cats
2: yeah okay she well, would
0: not have abandoned the cats I don't think she was. she was real consistent about that part
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. As she grew older, Devi became more and more convinced that the United States represented the most fertile ground for the growth of the esoteric Nazi religion she had spent her life helping to construct. In 1982, she decided to travel to the United States to do what she could do to help American Nazism break out as a national force. She died on the way, while staying at a friend's house in Great Britain. Her ashes, however, finally made it across the pond to the United States of America, and American Nazis laid her to rest by sprinkling her on their hero's grave, George Lincoln Rockwell. So Rockwell Mm. and Savitri Devi share a grave. Yeah.
2: Wow. Okay. So she's like, okay.
0: Yeah. You know who doesn't share a grave with George Lincoln Rockwell and Savitri Devi?
2: The products and services we're about to hawk? Yes. For now. You never know.
0: For now. For, For now. now. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play.
2: Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
1: podcasts. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded... We're back. We're back. So,
0: Savitri Devi's dead. Finally. Uh, But this is not the end for her. Uh, Not really. Because starting in the late 1970s, a famous Holocaust denier and publisher, Ernst Zündel, had found her old work and started pushing it back into circulation. Now, it had only developed a limited audience in in those early post-war days, but now, nearly 20 years later, uh, people were ready for esoteric Hitlerism. The book Hitler's (laughs) Priestess notes... By the late 1970s, the historical experience of the Third Reich was quickly receding into the past. as popular literature and films ably demonstrated, Nazism was becoming something mythical, even fantastic, and also plastic that could be molded and combined <laughs> with novel associations sounds like, and like an eighties lyrics. By publishing the work of Savitri Devi, Zundel aimed to create a new cultic interest in Hitler, linking him to ancient mysteries, the world of nature, and powerful religious symbols drawn from the Orient. See, she was, she's saying that by saying it's plastic, because he's pointing out, we have all these weird movies now about, like, Nazis on the moon. You know, you've got these fanciful stories like Wolfenstein, these games about, like, Nazi, like, all of this, this, this fictional sort of world that's been built up, like mythology built up around the Nazis. Mm -hmm. Usually not by people who are actual Nazis. In a lot of cases, just by people who are like, well, they're the worst people ever so I can make them the bad guys. That's an easy go for a bad guy. Sure. Um, But... Zundel is like, this is a fucking opportunity because kids are growing up reading about these cool, evil, bad guy Nazis. And for the same reason that kids love dressing up as Imperial stormtroopers from Star Wars, kids mm-hmm. get interested in the Nazis from this. And he sees Savitri Devi's work as like, I can fucking get a shitload of kids interested in Nazism by pushing this stuff back out there.
2: Oh, boy. Um, okay. And
0: he's fucking right.
2: Yeah. Now, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> another important architect uh, of this whole thing and who we're not going to get into enough, but I will do an episode on in the future is a Chilean Nazi named Miguel Serrano. Um, And it's from Miguel that we actually get the term esoteric Hitlerism. Serrano and Devi seem to have reached essentially the same conclusion about Hitler as an avatar of Vishnu through slightly different intellectual roots. Mm -hmm. Um, Miguel was a student of Jung and a Mithraist, which we just don't have enough time to get into and a member of the Once again, the Theosophical Society. Um, He was also an early, avid uh, Western practitioner of yoga. Miguel corresponded with Devi during her lifetime. Before he died in 2009, he gave interviews to Nazi magazines with names like Black Sun, where he said this about Savitri Devi. Quote, Savitri Devi is the greatest warrior after Adolf Hitler, Rudolf Hess, and Joseph Goebbels. Moreover, she was the first to discover the ancient and spiritual power behind Hitlerism. She envisioned a new religion and inaugurated a sanctuary for Hitler in India. She was, as I myself am, anti-Christian. She initiated completely on her own all that I have developed up until now. It is not mere coincidence that the Spanish Catholics published an attack against Savitri Devi, Otto Rahn, and me. It was very late in her life when we started to write each other. We just missed each other and. Europe. By one week, I arrived a few days after her death. I think that Savitri Devi will be the greatest sister of all the priests of esoteric Hitlerism, the priests of Wotan.
2: And he's like wearing a male feminist t-shirt while he does this. He's like, I don't hate women. I like this. I like the worst woman I've ever heard of.
0: Love. He would not have worn a male. I will say that much, but um, (laughs) you're getting the spirit of the guy, right? Uh, He's a real gigantic piece of shit. We're not getting into it up, but he gives her credit as like the real motive force behind the religion that Hitlerism becomes. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though he's also like kind of independently coming to a lot of the same conclusions and even earlier in some cases, like she's the popularizer in a lot of ways. She has a big role in that. Um, And yeah, he's, we'll talk about him more later today. Mm -hmm. Savitri Devi's fingerprints can be found all over the radical and murderous chunks of the fascist right. The Fuerkrieg Division, an accelerationist neo Nazi organization that's uh, very similar to Adam Waffen Division, similar enough to talk about for the purposes of this podcast. Both of them seek to bring about the violent destruction of the current world order through destabilizing attacks. The Fuerkrieg Division directly cites Devi as an inspiration. The group's Gab bio includes this Devi quote Creation and destruction are one to the eyes of one who can see beauty. Savitri's beliefs uh. went on to have a big influence on Adam Waffen too, and the members of the base who weren't FBI agents, anti fascists, or journalists, which is basically those seven guys who got arrested. <laughs> I was going to um, say,
2: that's a familiar. Yeah. 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 Um, I know this, and rant It's tag in crew. these
0: groups like the base that we can see some hint of what makes Savitri Devi so dangerous. The leader of the Michigan cell of Adam Waffen Division, who was doxxed a few days before I wrote this episode, reached his position in charge of the Michigan cell when he was 15 years old. The three members of the base who were arrested in Georgia in the process of trying to spark a race war were ages 19, 21, and 25, respectively. These accelerationist, esoteric Hitlerists tend to be young, and there is disagreement on the average age at which people enter cults, but the work of Dr. John G. Clark, a psych professor at Harvard who surveyed 500 current and former cult members, suggests an average age of 19 and a half for new cult members. He also points out that most new cult members are male. This is because young men are particularly vulnerable to being enraptured by ideologies that offer them a sense of purpose and belonging. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons the same age group is the ideal recruitment population for soldiers. But esoteric Hitlerism doesn't just suck these kids in because they're young. And to explain this new part, I'm going to have to talk a little bit about Kekism. And I am very sorry no,
2: for this, do, do we No, ha- do, ha- do we absolutely? Is it absolutely Yeah, Yeah, we, we really do. Keckism this, uh... started out as a
0: joking parody of religion invented by the shit posters of 4chan and 8chan I during Gamergate. Know. It's very dumb and talking about it makes me feel very silly, but the short of it is Keckism started out. And for probably most people still is a dumb gag and a way for them to make fun of members of minority groups by pretending to be members of a victimized religion because they think that's funny. Mm-hmm. The whole thing focuses around shitposting posting and spreading memes. But as the Trump campaign ramped up and this weird internet movement started to have an impact, impact on the real world, some particularly unhinged anon started to take kekism more seriously. While others just thought the joke kept getting funnier and spread it around for that reason. Lawrence Murray, a writer for the fascist podcast The Right Stuff, was probably the first person to purposefully meld Kekism with Savitri Devi's uh, philosophy into something he called esoteric Kekism. He started shitting out memes that replaced Hitler with Pepe as an avatar of Vishnu. Stuff like that. It's very dumb. When interviewed, Murray claims he was only half-joking with the whole idea. But like any joke of the sort on the internet, it spread like wildfire and a certain chunk of the people who saw it took it seriously, mm-hmm. which led them to the work of more serious fascist thinkers, people like Savitri Devi, and led some of them into accelerationist groups like Adam Waffen and the base. It is not a coincidence that Anders Breivik, the Utoya Norway shooter who massacred dozens of children at a left-wing summer camp, directly praised Hindu nationalism in his manifesto. It is also not a total coincidence that both Anders Breivik and Brenton Tarrant, the Christchurch shooter, claim to be Knights Templar, members of a a Christian order fighting against Muslims, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is not a coincidence that the Urban Dictionary page for Keckism, written by a gamer gator, describes it as a red-pilled ideology originating from the true Knights Templar. And mm-hmm. again, all of this is joking. All of this is not joking. It's both at once. It's the contradiction right. of modern fucking, yeah.
2: Well, that's, yeah, the, 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 great, the greatest yeah. trick the devil ever played was irony poisoning, because you just can't... Yeah. You you can't argue with it. Um, Yeah,
0: some people will say, and it's possible there is are some central figures behind this spread of syncretism, like sinister individuals who have like kind of put all this together purposefully, or at least put pieces of it together purposefully. Yeah. But I, I tend to be of the belief that most, if not all of it is amorphous and acephalous. It happened without a head, without much intention on its own. There may have been bits of intention here and there, like esoteric Keckism, but a lot of it just happened because of the sort of structure. Savitri Devi built. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's just kind of the natural result of the amorphous and sticky nature of the faith that she created. If Hindu mythology and ancient Egyptian history can be folded in with Adolf Hitler and the Aryan myth, why can't Keckism wind up in there too? Right. Why can't the Knights Templar fit in there too? All these weird little subcultures, you've got Norse mythology, Chan culture, gamer culture, New Age spiritualism, environmentalism, even veganism, all these things appeal heavily to to a lot of young people. And the more little bridges that you can build between these different communities and actual exterminationist Nazi beliefs, the more young men will kind of accidentally fall in and get caught in this net. It's like a a tunnel spider's web. And at the end, the great innovations of E.T. Every brought like, that's, that's the innovation she brought to Nazism. She took what was a dead political system that couldn't spread outside of Germany, not really, and turned it into a living, syncretic religion, something with vitality, something capable of mutating and absorbing and staying relevant, and something capable of inspiring young men to commit murder in the memory of Adolf Hitler nearly a century after his death.
2: Could you give me that word one more time of, of the, the...
0: Syncretism. Syncretism. Syncretism.
2: Yeah. I mean yeah. it's and and if you are able to, you know, find a way to get a group of people who are looking for something to believe in, who are maybe a <laughs> little bit Okay, you know what? You're right. I was <laughs> um but yeah, just like finding a group of, of vulnerable vulnerable people ideologically that need something to believe in and uh, yeah. put a delicious chocolate coating on the outside of it. Uh it seems to it work. It works. It works.
0: Yeah. So, how do you feel about Savitri? you a fan? you going to check out her books? I can't
2: say I'm a fan she I don't think that Not we would have been huh I don't think we would have been friends in junior high, and I don't think we would have been <laughs> friends now i yeah no i mean I, I truly and it is interesting that we don't uh talk about her. I had no idea this person existed i why do you think that is there's a
0: degree to w- there's a degree to which. I think a lot of people who know about her and are like researchers didn't really want to, because there's this worry about making a bigger deal of it than it is. Sure. It's kind of like, I didn't really write about 8chan much until the Christchurch shooting when it was like, okay, well now we got to
2: It's too big to ignore. After the base,
0: now it's gotten to this point. It's like, all right, we got to fucking talk about Savitri, Devi and esoteric Hitlerism. Like we got to get some of this out there. Um, I do think it's also just like not super well known. I think she was seen like really to be entirely honest. I think most of her efforts would have looked like a failure to most of observers observers up until maybe at the earliest a decade ago. Okay. You know, people who were really aware of what was going on would have known earlier, Mm -hmm. but most people, even pretty well-informed people would have been like, well, this is kind of a dead end and just something to like make fun of up until we start to s- the the internet really is what what provides this with the last ingredient it needs to take off.
2: Well, yeah, she like pioneered the yeah. red pill mentality. Like yeah. it's yeah, she's yeah, a red pill she was pioneer. a big part
0: of that. Yeah. yeah. And we're not like Julius Avola is a big part of this who Steve Bannon fucking loves. And there's oh, a lot of let's Savitri not, Devi, Steve Bannon Let's and not take away any credit ideology. from any of the yeah. red pill
2: pioneers. Everyone deserves yeah. to take up space. Um, we'll, we'll get them all we'll,
0: we'll get them all on the show.
2: We will. <laughs> we will. They deserve it
0: hmm well, uh, yeah. well Robert
2: as usual this was absolutely horrifying and <laughs> you've ruined good. my day thank you
0: good yeah that's the goal okay good <laughs> well hey, Anderson's got here for you to plug- oh
2: Andy I've got I've got some pluggables to plug you can listen to my podcast my year in Mensa uh, it's online now there's only four episodes it's real quick Uh, i'm on twitter at jamie loftus help instagram at jamie car superstar on tour for the next month or so jamie loftus is and that's what i have to say i love when we talk about the worst shit in the entire world and at the end you're like so what's your twitter handle this is normal where's you on the twits (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) if you really want to learn more about Esoteric Hitlerism. Follow Mm. Sophie's Twitter account, (laughs) Y (laughs) underscore Sophie underscore Y.
2: Absolutely um, violent, you Robert. You cannot shut Robert, Sophie don't up about him, no, Oh my I, gosh! You know so what? much Hitler. You know what? It's Have been on Twitter for less than forty-eight hours, already getting accused of crimes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Robert. I, Robert's gonna be canceled by the time this came out because he blew his nose on the mic no less than four times oh, in that's the past several fair. hours.
0: I am, I am Can ill.
2: You're Not ill really. I know, but you but I mean now you're just now you're just bragging about it. Follow our podcast at Bastards Pod on Instagram. Don't and Twitter. tell me what
0: to do, so oh sorry. You're Robert, telling our listeners what to do.
2: Robert For fuck's I'm sake, sick. get it together.
0: I know. I didn't sleep last night. I was and the episodes
1: nobody you I mean, no, so know what ends an episode well night. I know we've had this Nazi oh, oh, Damn
0: it You didn't
2: sleep last night Did that, Does that excuse the nose blowing? My friend having yes. trouble sleeping Does it excuse the nose blowing? No 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 Robert Robert J- Sophie Robert It's gonna be okay
0: Yes Robert's, It is not
2: Robert's getting mad End the episode my friend and go take a nap Yeah
0: The episode is over Yay Go, go hug a cat Or a dog Saving cat's can Google you stop cat. Nazis? Hug
2: my Hug a cat racket.
0: and encourage the angriest person you know to write fan fiction.
2: That's truly the greatest yeah. service you can do.
0: Both of those things are critical.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, episode's over. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bean dad, the dress.